0: 7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somusiya.
1: Thank you Greg and good evening Welcome to the show Tabi Samusia is me Luyolom Kalipi is producing And in technical tonight We have Zelma Kibi It is a Tuesday So we are talking careers in sport As always uh, We always expose you And introduce you To the various careers Within the sporting uh, industry Especially those of you Who are still undecided About what they want to do In the future But have a passion for sport We can't all be professional athletes Which is why I'm behind the mic But we can still get involved In sport in various roles And tonight's chosen career Is umpiring. We will hear from a cricket umpire shortly, the well respected uh, South African umpire, Mr. Sean George from Port Elizabeth. He's actually in the middle tonight in the first T20 between the Proteas and Zimbabwe at Buffalo Park in East London. So we had to speak to him before the show and he will tell us what it takes to become a cricket umpire. What are the courses that you must take? uh, What are the different levels? What do they mean? What are the challenges? And what's the best chip that is ever had on the cricket field? And what does he make of the technology that's come into the game now with the DRS, with Snicker and uh, Snicker, and all of those things? And as mentioned yesterday, um, this week, we are also revisiting some of the stories that we've covered over the past six months on the show because it's easy to move on and forget. And that's how people are not held accountable. Uh, so before we forget, we are revisiting some of these stories. Last night, we had the said plight of the security guard of Mr. Sabela Maziba, who was brutally attacked by fans at the Moses Mabida Stadium after Kaiser Chiefs were beaten by Free State Stars in that NetBank Cup semi-final and he told us that the businessman who told him to quit his job and promised him a year's salary has now disappeared. Uh, tonight we'll go back to a boxing story that we covered um, I think it was was it late July or early August but uh, promoter Ayanda Matiti was hosting a boxing tournament there uh, in honour of Nelson Mandela but he did not pay uh, the purse monies on time and uh, BSA's, uh, BSA then cancelled the fight but then the ch- the tournament but then the chairman of BSA told Dr. Peter Ngatane overruled that decision and the tournament went on and we were told on the show by Dr. Ngatane that the boxers would get their monies despite the rules being banned, which he said he was doing it for the sake of the country. So we're going back to that story uh, tonight to find out if the boxers uh, did get their money and that's what we'll be doing also for the rest of the week. But firstly, we're going to go over to Buffalo Park to get the latest from SABC Sport commentator Mluleki Insabo to find out what's happening in this first T20 match between the Proteas and Zimbabwe. Uh eh, okay, i blue. Oh, okay. We can't get hold of Umlu. I'm sure we're going to go back to him shortly as uh, as soon as we get him. He's probably on TV doing some other work there. Um, He's going to be giving us regular updates of the T20 uh, match. He did give us updates in the afternoon of course on home run with uh, Sir Ernest Pillay and uh, if we can't get him now we'll try and cross over to him before the end of the show. But for now then let's find out what it takes to become a cricket umpire and um, as I said we had to speak to umpire Sean George before the match because he's actually on the field. Um I can see him now actually on the TV. He's on the field. The, uh, uh, oh no no that's not him but he is um on the field working on this game between the Proteas and Zimbabwe in East London. So uh, we're gonna hear from him shortly after this quick break Sport on on SAFM FM. So I began then by asking Mr. Sean George, who was a player during his days, uh, to find out um, is, is umpiring something that is always wanted to do?
2: Umpiring was something that never, ever crossed my mind. Um, umpiring, you know, the old cliche that uh, I didn't choose umpiring, umpiring chose me. And so basically what happened was I had a couple of buddies that um, were umpiring at the time and they, they actually asked me to come join up with them. And I had no intention of umpiring. But anyway, I decided to go to this meeting on the Monday night, and when I rocked up at the meeting, these guys never rocked up to introduce me first of all, <laughs> and so I was there stuck. I was stuck in this meeting all by myself. Ironically, these guys never umpired again after getting me to fire. But anyway, I went to the meeting, I sat in the meeting, and decided to stay and just follow through. And the end result is where I find myself now. But it was purely by chance that I became an umpire.
1: Wow! And before we get into your umpiring career, how do you look back at your playing career? Do you have any regrets? Are you happy with what you did?
2: Um, well, yeah, it's just, when we played and, and and today it's completely different. We were totally amateur in our in our day. but no regrets in the sense of uh, the difference. Totally enjoyed playing cricket. I love the game. I love the sport. I think it was just just uh, have to for, to follow up and just become an umpire from, from from playing the game. So, uh, yeah. Uh, no regrets at all. Uh, my playing days were fantastic. Enjoyed it. Loved it. So, uh, all good. No regrets.
1: And to be an umpire, what qualification levels are required? Firstly, where does one start? Where do you start?
2: Well, you start at your local association. You, you, like, like we started, I started in, 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 in the border region. where I joined up with the local association, so you become a member of the local association. Um... You write three different levels of exams. So you write a level one, you write a level two, and then you write a level three. And as you progress in your career as umpire and if you're lucky, you, you will write a level four, which is actually your national exam. But that's purely by invitation from Cricket South Africa. So starting at grassroots levels, you do your level one, two and three at club level. Uh, do some club games um, if you're good enough, or if people find you that you've you've got something, there's some talent in then they'll progress you, then you go to uh, a tournament, CSA tournaments, and you get appointed to tournaments on the 13, and the 15, and the 17. Then you go to Coke Week, then you go to all the different uh, CSA appointed tournaments, which is your your rural weeks and all all your three day competitions. So this this is, this is a succession planning that you go through. Um, And then you progress through those tournaments until you get to uh, your emerging first-class panel, and then you get onto that, and then finally you get onto your CSA first-class panel. Um, The next step is obviously your international panel, Mm. and then you get onto your international panel, and then finally you get onto, second lastly, you get onto what they call an emerging international panel, and finally you get onto what they call the elite panel, so those are the steps that you follow and, and have to go through to get to to the very top hmm. as umpire. But you start right at the bottom and you end at the elite panel, basically.
1: And how often are you tested? For example, in football, the referees have to do an assessment every year, fitness tests and all. Yeah. How does it work in cricket?
2: Well, cricket as well, We we uh, it's something that's hanging on our agenda, uh, fitness. Uh, so the guys, we train basically every day. We do our fitness trainings every day. Uh, we'll be in the gym every day. So there's programs we work on. Uh, twice a year, CSA will get us up to Bloemfontein, uh mm-hmm. where we get analyzed and we get uh, assessed with regards to fitness. Uh, reports are written, things you need to improve on, or things we need to be good at, and uh, mm-hmm. programs will be put in place to improve. So, uh, fitness is it's high, high, high on the list for umpires as well, like referees, like uh, football referees, like rugby mm-hmm. referees. Very similar to foreign powers as well.
3: Mm.
1: Now, this year you were promoted to the ICC Test ODI Imaging Panel. Uh, I'm sure that's a big achievement for you. Huh? What does it mean for you?
3: Well, um,
2: it's, it's, for me personally, it's a great achievement in the sense that it's something that you, I mean, you're striving for every year. You're striving to to, to grow and develop in your career. Um, the opportunity came this year, and I was really really happy about it. Uh, but it's a lot of patience involved. It's a lot of you got to be patient. Um, during the, 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 the wait. Um, but you just keep doing what you're doing and you keep doing things to the best of your ability and you keep knocking at doors and you keep knocking doors down and hoping. And eventually, I mean, like they say, the cream will always come to the cocks. So you just have to do what you have to do. Um, keep doing what you have to do to the best of your ability. And uh, hopefully the, 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 the promotion will eventually come at some stage, but you have to stay patient in your wait. Uh, which is tough at times, but you just have to be patient and, and wait for opportunity and be ready when an opportunity presents itself here. And this year when I got the call from the ICC, um, I was ecstatic about the call because it's something that you work towards, and to get the call was, was, was something quite good. Um, so, yeah, I was excited and also looking forward to the, to the opportunities, first of all, and to the challenges that lie ahead.
1: And from here on now, it's the elite panel. How long would it take for you to get to that panel? And is it is it in your hands or is it out of your hands? Is it an ICC decision from here?
0: Well, again,
2: Tabisho, uh, in the sense that you have to do what you You are an emerging panel now. There's 12 elite uh, panel on tires. Uh, you're just below that 12. Um, so there's no time limit, uh all depending on how well the 12 are doing. Um, if there's any change going to happen So you, again, in your wait, you're going to have to be patient and Just continue doing what you have always been doing To bring where it brought you in the first place So you continue to do that And um, again, I say just be ready when opportunity presents itself Because it can happen anytime yeah. Um, So yeah, uh, it can happen anytime, Therese uh, So like I said, um, so you just, you just have to wait your turn
1: and with umpires, is there a certain age when you must retire,
2: like the referees in football? Uh, not really. Uh, there's no, there's nothing in black and white. But uh, normally, at the at the highest level, the guys after after sixty, they will uh, they will pack in. Uh, but at, at cricket South Africa, there's no age limit. Uh, at international, I, I speak under a correction, but at international level, I think it's sixty sixty one years old where the guys are really start packing up. Um, so you're looking at about sixty. As a, as a limit here.
1: And Mr. George, is, is, is umpiring something that one can comfortably make a career out of or do you still need to hold a day job? Tabiso,
2: when you're at the lead panel, without a doubt, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic uh, position to be in. The rewards are fantastic. But like, like all of us, it starts at the bottom. When we're starting at club level, obviously there's no financial rewards at that level. So you're going to need something to uh, supplement uh, an income so, But as you climb the ladder, I mean, once you get to, to cricket, Africa's first-class level, the rewards are good. You can off that. But obviously, when you when you go the extra two steps, when you go to the international panel and when you go to the elite panel, those are where you really reap the rewards in this, in a financial sense. So yes, uh, as a career move, yes, you can make a substantial income from a career as an empire.
1: And what has been your highlights? Uh, I know you were in the middle for last year's women's World Cup final and the under-19 World Cup final this year. What has been your highlight of your career so far?
2: Well, highlights will always be for me. Will always be my debut, uh, MPE. My debut ODI, and that, and it was in Port Elizabeth <laughs> of all places. So that was a fantastic highlight for me, and it's something I treasure. I mean, we 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 grew up in Port Elizabeth. We were not uh, privileged enough to, to St George's Park in the in the old days, but yeah. um, to actually make my debut in Port Elizabeth was that to a highlight for me as uh, as umpire. My uh, my debut as international umpire, but Without a doubt that was the highlight for me.
1: Was the band there? Was the band playing?
2: The band is always there, you know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and they were making plenty noise. So, but I embraced them. I love them. A part of PE, a yeah. um, part of the culture at St George's Park. So we embrace them. We love them, and they're good for cricket in Port
3: Elizabeth.
1: And challenges? What are the challenges in this career? Be so sure, there's a lot of a lot of
2: sacrifices you're going to make. Have to make. Um, a lot of times you're away from home, so there's challenges with family. Uh, you're not always around. You travel a lot. And you wear a lot. You're relying on the on the on the to sort out things at home. Uh, so those are quite challenges. I mean, if I look at my challenges, a lot of things of my my kids uh, growing up in. Doing the first day or going to the first day to school and birthday parties and all those things you miss um, so those are challenges in the sense that you never round uh, to celebrate those things with them um, but luckily you have a strong support structure at home which which encourages and helps you um, to move along which is, which is vital as a, as a to have as an umpire that the support structures at home are strong and encouragement uh, from from the family supporting you. Uh, it's very, very important as umpire. Mm. And
1: now with the with technology coming into cricket, the use of DRS and Snicker and all this new technology, has it made life easier or harder mm-hmm. for the umpires?
2: Um, I think DRS has shown how good umpires really are because I think the percentage is well up in the 90% that umpires are getting decisions mm. right. But um, DRS has been embraced by the umpires in the sense that uh, we love it. We love it uh, in the sense that... Uh, it worked both ways for us uh, in the sense that when you get a decision wrong and when you need to overturn a decision, at least the decision is corrected immediately and the game carries on. Um, so there's no animosity or anything like in the past where there was no DRS and you get a decision wrong and players are reminding you about a decision that you got. Wrong. But now it's, 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 it's corrected. We move on. Everyone just forgets about it and we and just move on. So in that sense, yes, DRS, DRS has been fantastic. Uh, and again, I, I say to you that uh, DRS has shown that umpires at the highest level, that the lead boys, um, are quite good because it's, it's, it's nine, 99% of the time it's shown that umpires are correct in decision making. So both okay. ways, DRS works. And I speak on behalf of most umpires, yeah. and I think we all very, very happy that DRS is in operation.
1: And with the rise of T20 cricket around the world, players are seeing it as a great chance to make money. Is it the same for the umpires? Are you now in demand or uh, does the ICC still decide where you go?
2: No, no. You, um, I mean, I just got back from CPL. I had the opportunity to go to the Caribbean Three. Premier League. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was there and at like players, you get approached, and if you're available, you you make yourself available to go. So the opportunities for umpires to to umpire around the world in the different T20 tournaments are it's available to them. Um, so yeah, the opportunity is there. Um, and when like this year, I got to, I got a call from the CPL, and I mean I grabbed it. It was a great experience, a fantastic experience, and just to umpire outside of South Africa and uh, experience different cultures, experience different. Um, Grounds, getting out of your own comfort zone, getting into something completely new, which which was great and fantastic. And I mean, the CPL was awesome in the sense that, even for me, it was a great experience in, in, in what I've learned there, in the sense of there's just a noise, uh, the noise at the ground, it's something that we're not used to, but being there and experiencing it and uh, getting to getting used to it was a fantastic learning curve for me. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for that. And, and like you look at the IPL, all the IPA has helped players in India, yes. and it's exactly the same with umpires. So when we get those opportunities to um, um, umpire in these tournaments, it's, it's only for our own benefit and a and benefit for other umpires, and, and it just helps with, 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 with gaining valuable experience. Yeah. So yeah, uh, opportunities are there. Uh, so it's available, umpires are available. They, they get the opportunities when it's, when it's presented here.
1: And finally, as we wrap up, chipping is a big part of the game. Do you guys get chip, chip, chipped as empire, or what's the finest chip that you've received or had on the cricket field?
2: The funniest one I've heard was um, uh, Levy was batting, and someone said to Levy, uh, So, Levy, because uh, Levy and Colours come from the same ground, uh, same school. Yeah. So well, they said to Lily, um, we know that the grounds at I'm not sure the school now, but we know that the grounds are named after Jacques Colour, so what is named after you? <laughs> and the guy said, I suppose it's a tuck shop. Oh
3: no <laughs>
2: <laughs> So that's for me for me that was the funniest joke I've ever had on the cricket field. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That is yeah. hilarious. Quite a few that around you you I mean, we we as umpires, we listen, we giggle, we laugh, um, As long as it doesn't get too personal, Uh, uh, we enjoy it as well. So, yeah, as long as, like I said again, as long as it doesn't get personal, we're all good to go and we're happy to listen to it as well. (laughs) Finally, you've
1: got a game tonight. And and, and is there anything specific you do on match day in preparation, or do you just try and rest, put your legs up, because you'll be on the field for a couple of hours?
3: Yeah, it's just
2: total relaxation. you, you you do most of, most of the time. Like myself, I'll do mental preparation because I've I've seen the teams. I know the teams. So I'll go through the players. Um, and uh, certain players, I try to analyze um, what I can I expect. Uh, what can I expect from the different bowlers? Where do they bowl? Do they bowl close to the crease? Do they bowl wide of the crease? Do they uh, are they tight on the front foot? So I'm analyzing all those things prior to the game, and I'm just putting it all in the, in the muscle memory. So. Uh, it just prepares me for tonight that uh, when the guys actually bowl my end, I'm all prepared for them. So it's a lot of mental preparation that takes place, but also a lot of just relaxing and chilling before a match. Yeah. So that's, that's my preparation for, for tonight. Obviously, I've been to a net yesterday, just had a final look at guys. Um, but on match day, it's just, just relaxing now prior to the match.
1: And finally, any advice, Mr. George, for those listening to us, maybe who are interested in following in this career path, what advice would you have for them?
2: Uh, I gave some guys advice the other day, and I and I, I will give the same advice to make it in 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 the area of umpire uh, as a career. There's two things that you have to concentrate on, and the one will you just ask me the question now. The one would be preparation. Um, we say preparation is king. We say if you fail to prepare, then prepare to fail. So we we put a lot of focus on preparation, and. The advice I'll give to people is that you can never over prepare, but you can certainly under prepare. And when you under prepare for a match, um, it becomes a distraction. But when you prepare well, when you've done everything that you can do to prepare for a specific match, you can go with the confidence that um, you've done what you had to do. You have done everything that you have done, had to do to prepare for this match. And the other thing that, the other advice I want to give to aspiring umpires, you have to be a team. You're not an island on your own as an umpire. You will never make it on your own. So teamwork in umpiring is crucial for, for yourself and for your, your development as umpire. So don't think you're in a competition. To, uh, a lot of times you think umpiring is competition. Yes, you are in a competition because you're competing with your fellow umpires to, to climb the ladder. But at the end of the day, you cannot make it without your colleagues. And teamwork is crucial, crucial in the role of umpire because we need each other's assistance to succeed as a as a playing patrol team. So those two things I will wrap up with and say that teamwork and preparation is key for me to be a successful
3: umpire.
1: Thank you very much, Mr. Sean George, cricket umpire, telling us uh, what it takes to be. Uh, an umpire and the challenges uh, in his job and the various courses that you have uh, to do it's quite interesting that he says he actually did, did not have plans of being a cricket umpire uh, but now he's enjoying it and he is loving it and is actually as i said um, umpiring in this game between uh, the proteas and zimbabwe at buffalo park in east london uh, we were going to go there to cross over to Mlulek in Sabo, but we can't seem uh, to get hold of him at the moment but from what i can see on the tv the Proteas are on 158 for six. There are two balls left in their innings. As Faf du Plessis won the toss and elected to bet first, there were a couple of debutants there. From what I can see, Jihan Klute and Rassifanderdeson uh, and Rassi Dersen Rassi der has got a fifty. He's actually top scored here with 56. David Miller made 39, and uh, the captain Faf du Plessis made 34. So with two balls left, the Proteas on 158 for six in uh, their T20 match against. Uh, Zimbabwe in East London and I can see a stat on TV the lowest T20 total in East London is 165 for 9 which was the Proteus against New Zealand so it looks like this will be the lowest T20 international total in East London and then maybe uh, the Zimbabweans can fancy their chances here yeah, of chasing uh, they'll probably have to chase about 160 or so and uh, one ball remaining in that inning spot so that's where we'll leave the cricket hopefully we'll catch up with Umlu uh, towards the end of the show if we're able to speak to him but up next we're going to review. Visit a story that we covered a couple of months ago. That's the Delson Mandela boxing tournament that was held in East London. And we're gonna to talk to boxer Gideon Butelezi up next. Sport On on SAFM. So just to give you a bit of a background, the tournament was in July and then it was hosted by Club Promotions, and then there was a drama at the way in with the promoter not paying the pest monies and then the C. Oh, oh of Boxing South Africa Sindinko, more than cancelled the tournament uh, but then the chairperson Dr. Peter Ngatane overruled that decision and said that the tournament must uh, go ahead and that the monies will be paid after the tournament and we want to catch up now and find out if that is the case and if the monies have been paid because a lot of people felt that that tournament should not have gone ahead because it was against the rules and Dr. Ngatane told us on this show that he was doing it for the sake of the country whether he bent the rules or not but he had to uh, put the country first and that was his argument and one of the uh, boxers that took part that that headlined that tournament was Gideon Butelezi and he joins us now uh, on the line of Gideon Butelezi who is an IBO Junior Pantamweight Champion. Hardcore good evening and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. (laughs) We have to start there Hardcore. People want to know did you receive the money after you did what was required of you in East London which was to headline the tournament where you paid?
0: No, I was I was paid only twenty twenty thousand then uh, balance they said the balance was gonna be paid the following week. And you still never happened.
1: And you still haven't received the balance?
0: I still haven't received the balance.
1: My understanding was that it was four hundred and fifty thousand that you were supposed to be paid for that fight. Is that correct? Yes it is. So now you are owed four hundred and (sighs) thirty thousand?
0: Four hundred and
1: thirty. And before the fight, were you aware that there were issues with the purse monies? Were you told as as, as boxers?
0: Yes. We, I, we actually, there was, there was, they actually took a meeting, there was a meeting about that. I was aware also. There was a meeting that, uh, okay, there was no money deposited in the PSA account. Then, uh, there was a letter of cancellation that was sent. Then, Mr. Dr. Dr. Ngattani and, uh, Mr. Kadu overruled that, uh, decision. And they decided, that because. I mean every uh officials from overseas and boxers from overseas were already in the country, mm-hmm. so now they uh they they, they actually overruled that uh, decision and went ahead with the tournament so we, we, like we were told that we gonna sign we signed a contract there for twenty for twenty grand each and every boxer so as to get something for for for, for that site, but then promised that later on we're gonna receive our balances the following week, and that's how the fight proceeded.
1: It's easy for us to talk and say the tournament should have been cancelled. But as a boxer, do you think it was right for it to go ahead or should it have been cancelled or were you happy to fight?
0: Uh, you know, when, when, when they gave their the, the, the commitment saying that the palace is going to be paid, I mean, as a boxer, you worked hard. For those months training and that you know and it's it's money because you invest money in it there's supplements there's diet foods and all of that so now as a boxer it's it's it actually it's actually not good to do, to to actually uh cancel a tournament hmm. okay. but then on the other hand okay sorry
1: no no go ahead go ahead
0: okay, okay yeah it's actually not good for for like when you're ready for a fight and if they had a of fight then you can get because it gets, gets, gets cancelled but then the other thing is what what actually gave us gave us out is that the, the fight uh, uh, doctor, uh, the, the officials actually gave us a go ahead saying okay no uh, they actually promised that okay the balance is going to be paid Then that's how okay the tournament uh, proceeded.
1: Well they were also on this show and they did promise that you'll get your money a couple of yes. days later so so yes. what is the what is the promoter and PSA saying now about the rest of your money have you been in touch or have they been in touch with you?
0: Yeah, I've been in touch. I mean uh, even this weekend I was supposed to I was I think they was supposed to go download uh Eastern Cape via that uh, press issue with my that. Probably gonna have I think we're gonna have a meeting there uh, over that that, uh, that that press issue. But then the thing is now what I understand it's actually a political difference there's political differences because it was promised to be paid. I even saw so the, uh, the 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 confirmation. Yeah. He sent he sent me an article from uh, daily dispatch yes they actually the buffalo city uh metropolitan council i showed that he's going to be paid and stated a date when is he going to pay this They're supposed to pay him 3.4 million for that tournament yes. but then up until now whatever happened so
1: so so has he been in touch with you to let you know about that and to tell you that you'll get your money
0: he's been in touch but uh, look uh he's, he's busy with other things which i don't know uh what else but then I I am the one in terms of initiating and try to find out what's happening. This and that, and you tell me because I think he, he also. So for, for, he, he, he says to me, he is also fighting, so he's like fighting with them as to pay and that. So whatever they send him, he sends it to me, and whatever I send, him, he sends it to them. So what, at some point, I was contacted by as uh, Muzandi inviting. Mm. So chief, chief council of uh, metropolitan city, whatever. Mm. Then I made clear to him. I said him a text. I said, look, with all due respect, if it's not concerning my payment, which is supposed to happen tomorrow before twelve. Don't waste your time. Please don't call me. And he never called me. So yeah. it was it was to explain what's happening. But then the thing is now I'm tired of 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 the explanation as to this date. You check. They set a, they set up a date, but then they don't they commit, but then they they don't actually deliver so that's the thing I'm, I'm tired of that I just want to be paid I just want to be paid I just want my money
1: I can imagine and BSA have they been in touch with you because they were the ones that promised that you'll get paid your money and that you must sign for this 20,000 have they been in touch?
0: No they've never we've sent uh, we've sent we've, we've sent a letter to, to BSA uh, me and my, my my coach we sent a letter to BSA He actually had a meeting with uh and talked to academy, okay he told us uh, he actually guided us to what to do you sent a letter to BSA, now, but the thing is now, because uh, I, 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 the thing is now, it's BSA is the one. I mean, Mr. Mr., Mr. Dr. 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 Adan is, is, is the uh, chairman Chair of, of, of BSA. Chairperson of BSA. So. Now- to look, to look at the centre can uh, said so of cancellation. Yes. So now they overruled it. I I don't know. It's probably because maybe it's new in the sport, and then they, they said okay, you know what? Because they've been in the game for long, and uh, so they, that's why they overruled that. I don't I don't because now now he's also trying to help us. But then the thing is now, it the, the USA actually sold us to that to that uh, yes, uh, that football yes. that, that tournament.
1: How has this affected you, Gideon? Because I'm sure you had big plans, and I know you wanted to look after the people at home because you knew that you had a big fight coming up, and you, were so, you and they agreed on a certain amount of money.
0: Yes, but um, you know, black like, I, yeah. I have, I have never been fought. I, I never fought for a year. I never fought for a year. Then after fighting, this happens. So you understand the gap that I've, I'm actually trying to trying 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 to bridge. My kids, I have two kids that I must maintain. You see. So now this thing happens. So it's killing it's really killing the sport. How am I gonna how am I gonna actually inspire another another kid to actually start boxing in it? Whereas this is happening to me.
1: Have you experienced something like this before in boxing?
0: I've never. Yeah. I've never.
1: And and how just how does how does the whole situation make you feel?
0: Oh, Hey, you know, I've I've been patient. I've been patient. I don't want to lie. I've been patient, but then now I I I I I can't. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Well, I don't want to lie. I can't take it anymore.
1: And 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 what will be the next step now? Because as you can, as you've said, you've tried to speak to people. You've taken it upon yourself. Are you saying you're going to to meet with Mr. Matete this weekend?
0: I'm supposed to, but then the thing is now. He, 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 okay, you he just cancelled. Before you called me, you send me a message so "You know what?" Because what I told him is that I can't, I can't go there and and and, and fly over there and yeah. eat those delicacies there, at the hotels or whatever. whereas I know, hey, my kids, my kids are hungry. They're not eating that. So what I'll do is, I'm gonna come with my kids, then. I wanna go with my kids. Only want only one you, If I'm gonna come with my kids, then I'll come. Then he said, "No, I' out of his power, I and mean, he can't. That
1: can't I I know this has nothing to do with you, but are you are you aware that he's got another tournament this weekend? Yes, I know. And how does that m- make you feel?
0: How, how did BSA sanction it? Whereas he still has, he still has another, an, uh, he still has another uh, uh, unfinished business.
1: Yeah, that's what we also don't understand. And we've reached out to Mr. Matiti, by the way, and we've asked him to speak to us, and uh, he's ignored our request. We've also reached out to BSA, and they also said that they cannot speak on the matter. And I think the next step now is to go to the sports ministry to try and sort this out. Is this the route that you might take to go to the sports ministry to try every other avenue? And it's so sad that you have to do it yourself, Gideon, because you are the one that's owed the money here.
0: You see that, exactly. So now what are am thinking from like from... from, from because uh, I understand that the Buffalo City um, Metropolitan Council yes. has to make the payment to Matiti. So now it's actually a political thing because like, there's now political differences. Eject. So now they're fighting him, but then they don't realize that other people are, infected, are affected by this.
1: And surely Eject. Boxing South Africa must also take responsibility because they Eject. they Eject. gave I, you a I guarantee.
0: Because I'm not involved in politics. Let politics sort themselves out and let, let me give my kids. Their life, start taking their kids. Check. Because now, when when I performed, I, I represented my country. All everybody, it wasn't individual. Jack. Yeah. I represented my country. So now I must. I want to get paid. I, I just want to get paid and live my life so the politics can sort themselves out. Are you I'm aware? Living, not,
1: yes. Are you yes. aware if the other Sorry. boxers on the bill have been paid? Have you been in touch with them?
0: I'm not. I'm not sure. I haven't been in touch with either of them.
1: Okay, what we know is that the overseas boxers uh, were paid and it seems like it's the local guys uh, that have not been paid. And it's not the first time that we hear about something like this in boxing. It's the first time it's affecting you. But what does it do for the sport? I mean, people are trying to revive the sport, but if incidents like this keep on happening, Gideon, surely it can be good for the sport.
0: Uh, It's definitely not good. I don't want to lie. As I am, at at, at, at this point, I'm, I'm actually, you know, to an extent that I am thinking of actually taking another route
1: besides boxing, in fact, exactly. are you saying you it's, might want to give it's, up it's, the
0: sport? I I'm, might, I'm, I'm I I'm might, I might just.
1: But you've I'm worked not. so hard to get to this point. You told us how you've trained, how you had to do the right diet plan, and all of uh, all of that. It, it must be a difficult decision that you're thinking about. Yes.
0: It is It is a difficult decision. I mean, I've put everything in, into boxing. I mean, boxing is my life. I've I've started boxing at an early age. Check. I invested everything into boxing. But then now, these things, they just, you know, they just tell one apart. The thing is now, the sad part is that, you know, looking at my kids and seeing that, you know, they're also affected by this. Imagine your kid asking you for maybe an ask minute and you can't afford how kind of How kind of father are you? Like and it hurts, it hurts. I don't want to lie, it hurts. Whereas they're giving their kids whatsoever and that. you Yeah. It, it hurts a it hits us, us post too. It us celebrity. Can you, 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 this happens. How, how do the people view you? How do they view you? And they're thinking, what, what are they thinking?
1: And some might not so even you believe check,
0: you. Actually, is actually, actually failing you. And some
1: might not even believe you. They might think that you've actually chowed the money or you're, you're, you're not being honest. I know how people are.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because people want to see you on TV, they think you have money.
1: Yeah, no, this it's is good. this is really sad. For those who've just joined us, we're talking to uh, boxer Gideon Butelezi, and uh, you can join the conversation on zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Uh, we, we are revisiting some of the stories that we've done uh, during the week, uh, during the past couple of months. And uh, yesterday we spoke about football, and today we're speaking about uh, boxing. And he said that he has not been paid uh, his money, and he's still owed his money. And we did reach out to the promoter, we did reach out to Boxing South Africa, but they've not been able to speak to us. We'll wrap up after this quick break. You said you went all over the world teaching dance. Yes. Yeah? If I was your student, I'm going to stand up now.
3: (laughs) What's the first thing you would tell me to do?
4: (laughs) Come, I'm ready. I'm your student.
3: So what am I teaching you? I'm dancing. I want to dance. Gampus
1: dance.
4: No, not gambus dance. (laughs) Ballet. What? I don't have the body for ballet. Excuse me. (laughs) Can I do ballet? I'm standing. I'm ready.
0: In the count of ten, so your hands have to be up. So like that, in the count of ten, so you're going to go one... Two, three, four, five, six, seven,
4: eight, nine. Ten.
3: Why are you laughing at me? Because you're <laughs> already here. Number four.
1: <laughs> our friend and colleague, Rowena Baird, forever in our hearts. Let's have the conversation. 891 and on social media, Roxino says BSA, ASA, suffer all the same as Suscock. Like father, like son, careers are diminishing because of greed. Now listen to this lady. Also wants to quit and he says poor kids must suffer because of greed. Where is Boxing South Africa? This is too much. Well, we did call Boxing South Africa and they said to us that they are unable to speak. Gideon, any last words? What would you like to say? Because I'm sure they're listening. They might not want to talk to us, but they are listening. What I would you like to yeah. say the to those? Is,
0: I'm pleading to this Minister of sport. I don't know if he's way of this. I'm not sure if he's way of this, because, like, now it's it's actually getting out of like, nobody, Nobody wants to help. And the only way we can reach them is media.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay, no, we'll keep the story going. We'll actually reach out to the Minister of Sports straight after the show and we'll keep you updated and we'll make them aware of your plight. We're really sorry by with what's happening to you, but keep your head up, Gideon. People still want you uh, to fight, but we can't obviously help you. We can't tell you what to do because you know how you feel. It is a lot of money, this, yeah. that we're talking about. It's not child's play. 430000 is a lot of money. Yeah, it
0: is. I'd much appreciate that, my boy.
1: Okay, Gideon, thank you for joining right. us. Hardcore butelezi, very unfortunate story that we are covering here. IBO Junior bantamweight Champion saying that he's being owned 430,000 rand. Guys, we did this on the show and a lot of people called us and said this tournament should not have gone on because the rules were being broken here by the fact that the tournament was allowed to go on when the purse monies were not paid. Uh, but Dr Ngatane said that he had to make a decision for the country. Um, they can't speak to us at the moment uh, when they're ready to speak to us. They've got our numbers and I'm sure they'll come back and speak to us when this matter has been sorted out. But we cannot play with people's lives like this. We cannot play with people's careers like this. Come on. And we're trying to revive boxing. We're trying to bring boxing back here to the masses. People always ask, where is boxing? Why is boxing not where it is? And it's situations like this that, that discourage people from boxing. I mean, Oh, so some of the stories that we, we talk about when it comes to boxing are really disappointing. If it's not um, judges, if it's not people uh, feeling like they're being robbed. The other day we spoke to Terry knew when he had that fight against Tommy Gunn and a lot of people felt that uh, he was being ro- he was robbed there. And we understand that a lot of these decisions happen in boxing where the person that is that deserves to win does not win the fight. And there's just so many unfortunate incidents uh, that that are in boxing. And really, we need to get rid of this if we want to put boxing back on the map. And um, let's now speak to SABC sports reporter and the host of a sports show on True FM, covers a lot of boxing, Omona BC, Jim Longo, and he's very close to this situation and to the action, more than us here up in Joburg. And he'll give us a better understanding of also what is going on here and why uh, the boxers are not getting the money. Uh, Mo, good evening, and thank you for joining us on SAFM.
5: Good evening, Taviso and uh, the
1: listeners. Well, we've just spoken to Gideon Butelez. I'm not sure how much you've heard of, of, of that conversation. But firstly, just from what you heard, I mean, how does it make you feel as somebody who covers the sport, who goes around the country covering boxing?
5: It um, it makes me to feel very, very bad, especially because, you know, when a boxer is not paid or allegedly not paid, it does not only affect the boxer. It affects the boxer's family. Also, the trainer and everybody who's connected with the boxer is affected as well. So you can you can imagine the the kind of uh, trauma and frustration that uh, the camp is going through. In fact, not Mutelis camp. I'm talking about generally any boxer that has not been paid after sweating it out inside the ring.
1: And is it is is, is something like this common in boxing? Or is this an isolated incident? Well, well, it is. definitely not it's it's
5: not an isolated incident and unfortunately it it, it always always happens here in our in our province in the eastern cape and uh, maybe there's something that needs to be done to ensure or to make sure that uh, such things don't happen but uh, when you look at at this meta tradition the listeners you'll find that uh, uh, firstly bfa is to blame and i will tell you why i'm saying that uh, boxing south africa is to blame because there's no way that uh, you, you would give a go-ahead to a tournament when uh, the fight passes has not been, uh, uh, they, they, there's non-compliance in as far as the fight passes are concerned. Because now, for instance, if BSA had followed the rules and regulation and the act to the letter, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be talking about this today.
1: Yes, and which is exactly what we asked Dr. Ngatane when we spoke to him there. Why did he feel the need to bend the rules? What does the promoter have to say for himself? We did reach out to him. I mentioned he ignored our request to come on the show. Has there been any word from him that side?
5: No, but but, uh, I'm pretty sure you, uh, as uh, Gideon was saying, that uh, I saw a story that uh, was reported, I think, last week uh, about Gideon, Talking about his flight and uh, 430,000 that is being owed uh, by the promoter, and the promoter saying that uh, the matter is between him and Gideon. And uh, if you look at the matter, when uh, I say the matter is between me and Cabisol, mm. then it, it, it takes another direction. can be. The reason mm. why I am saying that it takes another direction, it, it gives us, or it leads us to, it leads us to many questions regarding. What exactly is Boxing South Africa doing to ensure that boxers or everybody who's connected or who takes part in a tournament is rewarded for his or her threat?
1: And um, Gideon spoke about uh, the promoter saying that he's waiting for money from BCM. Has the money been approved? Do you know that if he's received the money or not? Or where are we uh, as far as that is concerned?
5: The the last time I heard this on the listeners was that uh, it it had been approved by council, but it was sent to legal to ensure that uh, it was legal for the council to pay out the money. And uh, maybe it's very important uh, for me or for the listeners as well to note that this is not the first time that the Buffalo City Metro has been sponsoring tournaments So I don't want us to make it or anyone who's listening to think that this was a special case. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether you get me or not. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, because it's not a special case. It has happened before that the Buffalo City Metro has sponsored tournaments before and the money was paid out famously. So you look at what is happening now or what happened in July and now. And I heard Gideon saying something like, it looks like politics are involved. I don't want to dwell much on on there because it's the boxers that are being punished by the way or by how Boxing South Africa handled the matter from the wet go.
1: Which is why then I'm saying that it should be their responsibility to make sure that Gideon gets paid.
5: You you, you know, you you remember the story of um, Mamali Productions Spato mm-hmm. Yes, Andy with yes, them, yes and Andy, I
1: remember who that was
5: paid by the promoter.
1: Yes. Who paid
5: them? Was it BSA? Boxing South Africa. Paid them. And you remember the story of Sujita promotions as well in twenty sixteen. Yes. Who paid the boxer? It's boxing South Africa. So the question is, why is Boxing South Africa not doing the same now? And as we have just said and you said before earlier on that boxing South Africa is running away. They don't want to to engage anyone about the matter. don't want to come to you, and don't want to comment on the matter. But you remember the, 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 the interview that you had with Dr. Tangatane, immediately, I think uh, two days after the tournament, or three days after the tournament, and the kind of stuff that he said there. Yep. And you, you, if you can go back and listen to that audio and look at what has happened thus far, you'll find that uh, really, really <laughs> no truth was said.
1: I actually did cover that story of Utatu Uspato and that he didn't pay the boxers and I remember after that he was suspended. Why then is this promoter not being suspended? Uh, and so due to promotions are suspended as well. Yes, yes, yes. AC Denilo was also suspended. Why then is this promoter, uh, Mr. Ayanda Matiti, not being suspended?
5: There, there, was a, there was a board meeting late last month, Tabiso and the business, where a decision was taken that the, the third promoter should be suspended the question is was any action taken after that uh, board meeting and i want to i want to say no the reason why i would say no or i'm saying no is simply because the promoter will have another tournament on friday so the question again will come and say who do we blame in all this and i'm, I'm pretty sure that you and the listeners will agree with me when i say boxing south africa is to blame. Because they are the ones, they are the custodians of boxing of professional boxing in South Africa. And when they mess up, their mess affects us all. When I say us all, I mean the, I, think, I mean the families of the boxers, the families of the trainers, the families of the uh, of the seconders, the families of the bucket men as well.
1: And even us, because we don't really want to be talking about this story. I mean, I'd rather be talking about Zolani Tete fighting in that Super Series now this weekend. But we end up having to talk about these unfortunate stories with boxing here. I remember when we spoke to Dr. Ngatane and the promoter at the time, uh, longo there were people that called in and said that they were close to the situation and they felt that this promoter here of our Promotions was being favoured by BSA. Do you also get that feeling or do you understand where those comments are coming from?
5: Look, tell me, so if, 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 if for instance, I would stand up and say he's being favored or I would stand up and say he's not being favored, I, I would be lying somewhere, somehow. I'll tell you why I'm saying that, that I would be lying. The reason why I'm saying that I would be lying, because if you look at what exactly happened on the 26th, on the 27th, and on the other days following that, on the 26th, that was the, the way in remember yes and uh, on the 27th that was the actual tournament so everything that happened there was a letter from the director of operations at boxing south africa cancelling the tournament yes and the director of operations at the bsa was overruled by bsa representatives who were in East London at the time and the way, I, I don't know whether it's correct for me to say that we're true the reason why I'm saying I'm saying whether it's is correct or not to say either with you, because Dr Natani, we all know that he's the chapter scene of Boxing South Africa, the board. Yes, And he was in east London, not on Boxing South Africa business, but on WBC business. And also there was Mr Kulile Khadu was there on BFA business. So these are the people that all oh, all the fingers are pointing to that these are the people who overruled the director of operations' uh, letter and say no, 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 no. This tournament will go ahead because of ABC, as Utopanga Tangadane said when you interviewed him last uh, in July.
1: Okay, let's go to the lines here. We've got uh, Sia in P.E. Sia. Good evening. Thank you for joining us.
5: Um, thank you, thank you, Tabiso. Um, I want I want to touch on two things. One, let's let's not play. We know that UU Ayanda Kaba is being favoured by UPSA because if he was not being favoured, he would be dealt the same way Usi Chota and 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 Hattie was dealt, and 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 secondly, why why is he allowed to 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 have a tournament, whereas owa Pogsa uh, this match, and also O I I Ayanda Alide. On, on, on live on radio because if you remember when 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 you had him on the radio yes he said the, the, the money was paid yes. later on after the, the what you call the weigh in if you remember if you yes. can go to that audio you will you, you will hear that he said the money was paid hence the tournament um Winterhead. did go ahead so so Utaba must be suspended with immediate effect and I don't think that this tournament, though it, it's going to hurt the boxers that have trained for the upcoming tournament, but the the, bout, the, the bill or the bout that will be on the, on the 12th should not go on because it will be unfair to Obuchelis and, and others. Because if Obuchelis was not paid, which means the others also were not paid, it can't be only Obuchelis that was not paid. Yeah. So that 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 was my only point at this.
1: Okay, great stuff this year in Ronnie and Joe Beck. Uh, good evening. What's your comment?
0: Good evening, Tavisa. Good evening, Ronnie. Good evening to the listeners. Uh it seems as if there are so many shenanigans that are happening in the boxing SA. Um there's a phrase which I like that
5: says uh, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And where is uh, a sports of arbitration um in 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 this other, and has perhaps has the boxer ever contacted tried to contact the minister the Ministry of Sports in the country to look into this.
1: Yes, we did say that after this now, Rodi, we're going to take it up with the Minister of Sport because I know that they're very passionate about boxing. They've been working very hard. Even in the times of uh, Mr. Minister Fikile Mbalula, they've been trying to revive boxing. And I think this matter now needs to reach their office so that we can find a solution. Finally, Monobis, in Plulongo, with this tournament happening now on Friday, what guarantee do we have that those guys will be played, will be, those boxers will be paid? Your guess is as good as mine,
3: eh? Sure. <laughs>
5: But but tell me, so we we can laugh as much as we like um, about this matter, but this is a serious matter. It is. It involves the livelihood of um, our brothers. It involves the livelihood of our sons as well. It involves the the, the the livelihood of our our everybody concerned or everybody who's involved in boxing. Because now my main right with the with the whole issue is that this happens in the Eastern Cape. Why? It, it always happens in the Eastern Cape. It happened in 2015, it happened in 2016, and it happened in 2018. But now, the, the kind of treatment is not the same in 2018. And now, there's no one. Because in, in the two other cases, the people from Boxing South Africa were bold enough to go around and make and made statements saying this is what is going to happen and the guy, the two guys, and the Lestinina you know, from Sikuta Promotions, or Promotions, were, were, suspend, were suspended. And also, uh, this is Patu and the suspended as well has never been involved in boxing since. And now, this, and Gideon is still is crying even today, let alone that we didn't see his, uh, his tears, but he's crying that he, he didn't get his money.
3: Yeah. And
5: I'm not going to say other boxers didn't get their money, because you could, your, your guess is as good as mine, but all pointers, See, it made me the case.
1: Yeah, well, thank you very much for joining us. I know you're going to follow this story. You'll be our ears on the ground there in the Eastern Cape. And it is really sad. I don't, I don't even know how to say it in English. I can only say it in a close. But imagine the boxers there that have worked so hard to to, to, to go and, and fight here and then they don't get paid. It is really embarrassing, guys. Come on, let's get our act together. We're going to be the laughingstock again. Let's cross over to Buffalo Park now just to get a quick wrap of what's happening in the cricket. We finally got hold, got hold of our man Umluleki, leki SCBC, s a b c sport commentator of course um, Lou, good evening. I saw the proteas had reached one a sixty. What is happening there, and what did you make of that total
4: yeah it's a bit of a an in between total in my opinion. I think when you win the toss and you let him to bed first you sort of uh, um set set the 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 authority and 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 put up a very competitive score. But I think Zimbabwe clawed their way back as soon as they got their first two wickets in the first two overs, when they got rid of Quinton de Kork and the debut on Gian Clouty, that it was uh, through a prevailing uh, innings by David Miller, uh, who was involved in a partnership with Rossi van der who went on to make his uh, 50 as well on debut. Uh, those meaningful contribution and partnerships uh, did uh, the trick for South Africa. 160 in the end, and then Zimbabwe in pursuit. after uh, we are in the third over now. Uh, so Zimbabwe are... Seven for one. Uh, Chibaba is gone, bowled by Imran Tai here for three. So it's Masakaza who's on one, and Brendan Taylor also is on one. Two bowlers used so far. and Gidi Polingi second over, only conceding one run so far. So plenty of work for the Zimbabweans, despite the score being, as I said earlier, that it's in between. That 160 uh, seems to be, uh, will be a bit of a challenge, made difficult, but it's that African bowlers too
1: great stuff always a pleasure talking to you SABC Sport commentator live from Buffalo Park giving us an update on the cricket and that's where uh, our show will end we'll be back again tomorrow same time between uh, 7 and 8 and uh, yeah no I don't even know what to say but we are killing our own boxing here boxing South Africa come on let's get our act together guys anyway that's where we'll leave it Mr Ashraf Gada is up next with the viewpoint and there'll be more sport in the morning with Zai Khan on sunrise with Stephen Hortes between 6
3: and 9 uh, my name is Tabiso Musiya. Thank you, Loyola, and thank you to Zelma Tribi. News is up next.